You're listening to Idiot Cast, Season 7, Episode 23, Survival of the Fittest. Sam and Dean team up with Castiel, Meg, and Bobby as they prepare to battle Dick Roman. Digicast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hi, you're lovely. You always say that. I know, but you're lovely. Oh, thanks. And we're also joined uh, down in Texas by our experts, uh, John Pavlich, who you heard at the top. Greetings. Also, Annie. Hello. And our other newbie down in New Orleans, Vet. Hey, y'all. Are you all uh, Marty Grud out then? Oh my god, yes. It's so exhausting. <laughs> Partied so hard. Ooh, but it's fish fry season. It is Linton fish fry season. It's very exciting. We never really can't wait. any fish fries up here yet, have I'm we? I'm taking the kids on Friday. I'm taking them up to St. Benny's. Well, I'm jealous. Yeah, well. I work Fridays, so. Yeah, well, that's tomorrow. I know. I'm so excited. I know. Okay. Um, so we've got a summary from SupernaturalWiki.com because uh, we just moments ago finished watching the episode. No, that was a week ago. We've got a su- summary from SupernaturalWiki.com because a whole week ago we watched the episode and I've been lazy all week long. Lazy. It's possible. Happens. Yeah. Hey, they, they note that uh, the Impala returned to the show after an episode, a- ab- after an absence of 17 episodes. Wow, that is a long time. She was last seen in 706 flat slash fiction when Frank said that they should change cars to avoid the police and the Leviathan. And in real life, she was given a new engine fit out mm. while she was gone That's from the screen. Nice. That takes some time. Oh. Probably tired of the, that car breaking down. It happens, I'm sure, quite frequently. That's going to be really frustrating on set, too. Yeah. So that was obviously probably not the, their main one that drove through the sign at the end there. No. They probably pushed that one. Yeah, it was probably running. It looked like it would definitely did it at speed. Oh, I don't know. I think they, uh, I don't know. They can do that with cables and then... Yeah, cable tow. I mean, that's what the Mythbusters did all the time. They, did they, the they didn't have to have running cars to do their stunts. They were very good at that. They were very good at that, weren't they? Special effects people as they were. You miss you miss that? I miss it. <laughs> I miss it too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we should get into the summary. Do it. Okay. Dick knows that Dean and Sam need Crowley's blood for the Leviathan killing bone. Hmm. He believes that Crowley has hidden some away in case of emergency, and the two begin to work out a deal together. He offers Crowley and his demons control over Canada. Well, the Leviathans will keep the U.S., plus they will leave the demons alone in exchange for betraying the Winchesters, giving them the blood of another demon rather than his own blood. Crowley accepts and hands Dick a really, really, really 
long contract specifying terms and conditions of their pact. It reminded me of, like the Willy Wonka contract. Of course. But they uh, actually read through it. There was a clause in there somewhere that well, it didn't work out, apparently. Uh, spoilers for the end of the summary. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's Crowley. If you can't trust the king of hell... No, you can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so, never mind. I, I don't even finish King that. of hell would be your first clue that you yeah. shouldn't trust <laughs> Really? Anyone. Yes. Yes, just so you know. Uh, meanwhile, the brothers are looking for the bone of a righteous person. And while driving, catch a report on the radio about Dick being at Sucrecorp. Following a joking idea from Dean, they break into a nunnery crypt and find a nun they think fits the bill of being a righteous person and start to remove her bones from the crypt. Back at Dick's office, he and Crowley finish going over their contract and sign it. See, Crowley signed it Donald Duck, so... (laughs) (laughs) That could be it. Is your legal name Donald Duck Crowley? Wow. Okay. Could be. Yeah, we don't know what his, like, given name is. No, we don't. Not... His legal name. Actually, do we? Is that something we worked out when they when they found his grave? Mm. Oh yes, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I forgot about that son uh, and everything. McFarland. But once you are the king of hell, do you still use that same legal? Fergus. Fergus. Oh. If you get a promotion. Oh my God! How did I forget it's Fergus? Fergus. 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 Sam and Dean go back to the cabin and perform a ritual to summon Crowley there. However, he does not arrive. Mm, disappointing. He's still sitting under that devil's trap going over that contract. It's a long contract. It was a long contract. I wrote contracts this week. It was convoluted on purpose. Your contracts were not convoluted mm, on purpose. It might have been. A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Yep. Yeah. You know, seriously, if your stitch count isn't, like, nine per inch, they owe us money. Wow. Piece, piece work contracts? I ain't missing around. All right. Meg shows up instead, along with Castiel. Dean goes outside where Cass is waiting and tries to talk with him, but he starts to speak about testing on animals. Monkeys, specifically. <laughs> Did somebody just growl? I think it was a car. <laughs> Sound like baby. <laughs> he finally snaps out of it and informs the brothers that the angels in his garrison have been wiped out and that Kevin Tran is missing. Just then, Crowley teleports in, and after threatening Cass and Meg and realizing that Cass is now insane, he gives Sam and Dean a vial filled with blood. They ask why he came late, and he responds that Dick captured him and made him a deal. He insists, however, that he lied to Dick about accepting his offer. And the blood in the vial is really his. He really should have. They really should have insisted they see it come out of him. I I mean, there's probably say. still a way that he could f- fool them out of that, but if he really wanted to, but it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I guess that it's a little convoluted for uh, a uh, 39 minute episode or whatever it is these days. Something like that. It's like 43. <laughs> he then goes away, but not before promising to get Meg after all is said and done. He also informs them that Castiel could be very helpful in killing Dick, but Castiel denies knowledge of what Crowley is talking about. Bobby, in the meantime, has bought a machete and tries to steal a truck while still in Louise's body. He accidentally touches some iron. I think he pretty much grabbed it. It looked pretty dumb to me. 
Anyways. Uh, and is pushed out of the maid's body, but repossesses her. Really? <laughs> but repossesses her when he spots a newspaper article about Dick and becomes enraged again. At Sucrecorp, Dick tells Susan to fetch the arm from a freezer, and Kevin tries to get out of the room that he's locked up in. A Leviathan lab tech brings a young girl in and orders her to have a seat. She introduces herself as Polly to Kevin, but otherwise remains silent under the influence of the Leviathan tainted corn syrup, probably right in those Twizzlers or Red Vines, whichever it was that she was eating. I love Red Vines. You think it was Red Vines or Twizzlers? Red Vines. I've, I, see, they I, looked shiny enough to be Red Vines. I grew up not knowing that there was, there was a difference, really, or that there was a feud. Well, a feud. I didn't know about a feud. Yeah, but that's, that's I definitely apparently. preferred um, Red Vines. Some, ver- some regions of the country really only mainly get Red Vines or Twizzlers. Well, maybe that's Colorado, then, because that was pretty easy to get. And it was so really good. what is the difference exactly? Well, they're different brands, um, obviously. They're different brands. No, I know that. The the red vines, the consistency is a little leatherier. You know, it's chewier than the okay. Twizzler, which is really uh, soft. Are they are they also hollow like Twizzlers are? They are also hollow, and they're even more so hollow that you could actually use them as a straw. Oh, wow. So oh, I've seen people yummy. do that. Ooh. Yeah. I never heard of red vines until Fringe. Yeah. They, they were Walter's favorite snack. And, and, and in Minnesota, I think it was pretty much all Twizzler all the time until uh, until finally, whether it was, I don't know if it was Hollywood or Blockbuster, but one of them started to carry red vines specifically at the checkout. And that was when I first heard of red vines, really. Anyways, either way, corn syrup... The Winchesters finally mix the three bloods of the fallen and pour the mixture onto the nun's bone they stole. Nothing happens, and they realize they have no way of knowing for sure whether it will work or not. Cass returns with ham sandwiches for the brothers. Careful to careful not to have used ingredients poisoned by the Leviathan, and insists he cannot go with them to kill Dick. I didn't really get that. I, mean, I got that he was fussing over various ingredients from weird, weird places. I didn't really catch that he was getting sandwiches that were not Leviathan tainted. Oh. Wow, I never really caught that either. I just really wanted to be sandwiched. I mean, hey, he went to, he went way across, I mean, I don't know, going across the ocean, but then again, he said he harvested, he helped with the wheat. He cured the ham. That's pretty savvy. Mm -hmm. High fructose corn syrup is in everything. Yeah. Including bread and ham. And ham. And I'll, and I'll, I'll bet you that, um, Given that he did all that himself, I and it was like fresh. I bet those sandwiches tasted really good. Oh, I know, I know. they would have yeah. really had the sandwich effect, huh? Yeah, the sandwich effect, which is this, the effect that that where someone else makes you a sandwich, it's already better than the it's sandwich you would have made yourself out of the same ingredients. That's right. Right. <laughs> Paul makes great sandwiches. Castiel made those with love. Yes, you make me see. Do you need a sandwich before bed? I really don't, but it might I soak you, up I, the wine. I bought you chocolates for Valentine's. There's still some of those. But the sandwich will soak up the wine better than the chocolates. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went to the store um, yesterday and just like, and I, I kept all day, I kept forgetting that it was Valentine's Day. And so mm-hmm. I'd see like little reminders like on social media or something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went to the store to get a couple things. And um, uh, the register I usually go through um 
I often run into the same uh, girl who works behind the register. Mm-hmm. And she and she so she like so we're kind of familiar with each other. And she asked me, she goes because she noticed I wasn't wearing my jacket. And she goes, she she goes, where's your jacket? And I said, oh, it's too warm for that today. And uh, we were talking and she goes, uh, so where's your Valentine at? And I said, oh, I don't have one. She goes, you too. And she was like. And she started talking to me about like, like, man, like well, Valentine's Day is is so cliche anyway, especially like flowers. I see people buying flowers all the time, you know, and I was like, yeah. And it just like so like when you when you were talking about chocolates, I was like, oh, man, I want some chocolates. Like, <laughs> I want some I want some Valentine chocolates. Well, they're cheaper today than they were yesterday. Yeah, they are. Go for it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm I like. Like a week ago, I decided to like start eating better and actually started uh, doing like doing like push-ups and stuff. And Ooh, I do really well, and then I don't. I was yeah. supposed to buy you a single chocolate along with the headboard that we we bought for our bed, but uh, I did buy you five. Yeah, I feel like a real adult suddenly. Chocolates? No, yeah. not the chocolates. The yes. fact that we have a headboard. A headboard on our, on our bed. bed. We we decided <laughs> that we were going to do that. Because in all of our adult life, neither one of us has had a headboard. The last time I had a headboard on a bed was in the dorms, and that hardly counts as adult life. Well, I sleep on a futon, so... (laughs) Well, even, you know, the futon we had had somewhat of a headboard. Yeah, the arms were kind of a headboard. Yeah, so... Yeah, I guess. Well, mine stays pretty regularly in in the... couch position uh-huh. so <laughs> so i just i just sleep on it that way yeah wait i don't even bother to turn it into a bed wait so the the, the lead sofa dog does not actually own a proper sofa what what what, what? <laughs> this interview is over um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no i haven't had a i haven't had a couch since i mean when i started the podcast i had a couch i had like a real proper couch yeah. but but probably a year later, the thing broke, so... Yeah, this couch does not have much life left in it. I've probably had to sew it back together like four times already. Yeah, we've still got this thing going on here. Well, we're too. not going to talk about that okay. part. Oh, okay. But we're probably going to talk about this episode tomorrow. Yeah! I love our couch. So that was a long tangent of different kinds. That was. Okay. Susan brings Dick a case. And informs him the delegates are on their way. He then opens the case and takes out a severed arm belonging to the real Richard Roman. Okay, so that was like some. Why? Why would he do that? Because the any of the any of the leviathans that were working with him could touch that arm, oh. gather up all of the DNA DNA information to make okay, themselves okay, a real okay. copy, and then that's I why there were dicks running around I'm everywhere. Totally doing that at work this week. I did anybody else when he said? Do that. When he said the arm like that, did anybody else sort of go to a man from another place place momentarily? I don't know what that is. Yeah, the little man from another place is technically the arm that, that was cut off of Mike. He's from Twin Peaks, yeah. <gasps> oh, you know, I couldn't stand Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, now I remember. It's the arm. I am- <laughs> wait, wait. What did you say, Yvette? I can't stand Twin Peaks. I made it through the first season, and I, like, hated it so much. I... I am I am in a similar boat. I watched um I guess the first season um 
and after like once the story of who killed Laura Palmer was wrapped up, I was like, you know, I feel like I got myself like a decent like, you know, seven episode or however however long that took, like little mini series out of this. It was wrapped up in the second season, so Yeah. And I and I was like and I was like, and I'm I'm probably I'm probably fine. And then David could David Duchovny showed up in drag and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> oh my god, that was the yeah. worst part. <laughs> the worst part was the James storyline. Yeah, the James storyline. Oh my god! The road and 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 Evelyn, whatever her name was, and and they're having their little like mini episode of the Maltese Falcon or whatever. You gotta kill my husband for me and all of that. And, yeah. <laughs> I still ate it all up with the spoon because I was I was exactly the right age. I was exactly the right target audience at the time. Even most, more so than you, no. I think, don't you? I, I mean, I watched the first season. I, I mean, because I was a, a Blue Velvet fan to begin with, and I watched, I, you know, watched it all on the air mm-hmm. uh, for seasons one and two. And uh, yeah, I definitely. I mean, I, I definitely felt like it dragged a, a bunch when when Lynch was not involved with it during the second season. But mm. I totally I, meant I Falcon Crest, by the way. <laughs> I didn't feel that way. I I really enjoyed the whole thing the whole time. It was it was my thing at the However, time. the Twin Peaks podcast is so far still has me scared off from that box set of season 3 that hasn't been unsealed in that in that cabinet over there. Well, I don't know. Maybe we need some more wine to get into that. Oh, season 3. <laughs> we have seen we I I know very little of season 3 other than pretty much anybody who loved and respected the show to begin with for first two seasons uh, really despised it, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then there were people like, you're not a real David Lynch fan then, because I definitely liked, liked it because of all of this David Lynchiness. Well, I'm never going to say that I was a real David Lynch fan, because uh, I did not enjoy Blue Velvet. Well, Blue Velvet was cool. I, Eraserhead I, I was somewhat impenetrable. I, I liked yeah. I liked his Dune okay. I never saw The Elephant Man. I saw I the Elephant Oh, The Elephant Man, Man is I great. That. I loved it. That movie's so good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really um like I can I I can take or leave David Lynch. He tends to be a little too abstract for me. Um a little too inaccessible. Um oddly enough, I like I actually like Lost Highway. Um, oh yeah, I liked that to some degree. There was part of it I didn't like, though. Yeah, but I but I tend to um, I actually tend to like his daughter's work more than his. Hmm. Interesting. We should probably get back to the show that we're watching. Watching. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> did have little tangents like that. Oh, did, but did I did I, I I posted it all over Facebook. You probably saw that the uh, the 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 show that we did previous to this, the the Slings and Arrows. Mm-hmm. Is now on YouTube for free. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So, little plug, plug, plug. Encore Plus channel on uh, YouTube. Did Did Julie ever watch it? I don't know. She really needs to. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Where did I leave off? Ah, the delegates. Dick and Susan go to greet the delegates, while Kevin starts picking the lock on the door with a pin. Yeah. Oh, they totally skipped over Polly. They mentioned Polly at some point. But it's Polly's pin that he's using. It's Polly's pin, yeah, I know. Because she had two, and then she has one. Yeah, they mentioned the pin that that, uh, she introduced herself to Polly, and we talked about the the, the Twizzler. Okay. Oh, right. What did I say next? Because I have a question. After after he's picking the door with the pin, Uh it says that he gets out. Okay. 
and then notices that Dick and the delegates are having a meeting. Dick explains to his fellow Leviathans that his plan is to take over the entire U.S. and has the lab tech bring in Pauly. Mm-hmm. Not stopping me yet? Okay. No. Okay. He demonstrates a new dairy creamer additive that he's created that kills skinny humans whose trait of being thin is not preferred by the Leviathan for food. Okay. That was the thing I didn't catch was that it was the, the being thin. Yes, yeah, so it would kill Well, all. even... Even so, there was no real good reason for her to disrobe. I'm just saying. (laughs) I thought that was very uncomfortable. Like, like you can just tell by looking at her that she's skinny. Like, they didn't didn't have to make an extra point of it. Like, hey, take off your dress. It's like, okay, come on. Yeah, that was a power thing. You know, I I have the power Mm -hmm. to just... uh, These people are so compliant that I can tell them to take off their clothes in the boardroom and they'll just do it. Meh. I thought it was weird. Like, okay, so do you really want your animals to be like really fatty, or do you want them just to be like big, like animals that you eat? You know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. That when I'm talking about like beef, I actually I prefer it a little fatty because it is more tender and it tastes better. Just saying. So you think you would want to eat like a super fat person as opposed to like a super skinny person? You think a super fat person would be like more marble? I think they would be more marble than it would be delicious. Because I know you mean, you know, steak is marble. I love the direction this conversation (laughs) has gone. Well, I mean, because I just, I feel like you don't like, like chickens and stuff. Like they're not fat. They're just like big and like, you know. But if you get a fatty chicken, is that as delicious (sighs) as a fatty like cow? Chicken fat is disgusting. Chicken yeah, chicken is fat is kind of gross. It is not nearly as good as, like, really fatty cow. So are we more like red meat or are we more like chicken meat? We're entirely like pork. I know. Yeah, we're like pork. Kind of I guess you do want, like, a fatty pork. Yeah, like, yeah, pork belly do, is delicious. I mean, like, bacon is all fat. Yeah. And, and it's delicious. <laughs> yes, I guess we should kill off all the skinny people and just eat fatties. I'm, I'm down. I'm down with that. <laughs> down. Although I'm a fatty, so that wouldn't. Well, that means that you. I'm still. I'm still oh, trying to immediately, and I'm fine with that. Weren't you guys listening? I'm trying to eat healthy here. The board presentation <laughs> murder plan, like they were, you know, talking about killing all the uh, overweight people and all of the short people, but it was still like really PC. Like we're we're going to eliminate the vertically challenged. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the term was for skinny people, but it's just yeah. ridiculously PC for a murder plan. And I'll tell you that, you know, probably my girth would help out. In None of those people in that boardroom were people either. So, I mean, why be PC? They're all Leviathan anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're already all munching down on orphans, so. I, I would imagine it's just... Um, Dick Roman being Dick Roman, and, they were, and the writers were probably having a little fun, like, doing that like it was meant to be funny. Yeah. Like given given with what they were doing, but they were using such polite flowery flowery language about it. Yeah. It was a subtle joke. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the uh, the dairy non-dairy creamer uh, additive kills skinny humans, a trait whose trait of being thinner is not preferred by the Leviathan for food. He also breeds out other undesirable traits. It's injected into Polly who throws up and dies. That I felt kind of bad about because 
You know, I think that, I mean, I put non-dairy creamer in my coffee every morning, and mm-hmm. it works out very well. Me too. And it would still work out because you don't have those non-desirable traits. What are you trying to say about me, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you say, you're absolutely perfect. You're absolutely perfect for me. <laughs> and I'm glad job, that you wouldn't job. get killed off by that creamer. Yay. 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 So I guess every we can all just drink the creamer, but you've got to be like a skinny mini to like croak on it. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. safe. Iris couldn't have any, neither could Fox. Yeah. All right, well, I'll drink it up. Super skinny people. What happened with that? What happened with what? Why are kids so skinny? Why I I was skinny. You know how uh, you you met me. Oh, you were. You were. And you were tiny. I don't remember, but yeah, I don't so, remember. All right, we just have to warn them when they hit about. 20-ish. 21. Yeah. 21. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not a bad thing. Just be prepared for it. There you go. So. There you New go. wardrobe. Yay. Okay. That's what I'm going to do because my mom made me feel bad about it, so I'm just going to buy her new clothes. Okay. Sam. Kevin heads toward the exit, but before he can escape, he's recaptured by Susan. Outside, Dean and Sam hack into the surveillance cameras using a trick they learned from Charlie Bradbury. They spot Dick on the camera in the conference room, still talked, talking to the delegates. That's Spotted Dick right there, right? Spotted Dick. It's a good pudding. It's delicious. All right. <laughs> What's in Spotted Dick? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's either currants or chocolate chips. I've yes. never... It's either currants or chocolate chip. Hello, you, you look it up, and I'm going to deal with it. like right congealed I'm, blood. I'm, I'm all over it. It's not congealed blood. It's a, it's not a blood pudding. It's <laughs> I a, hope I don't get any bad pictures. This could, this could not go well. That's a dangerous <laughs> Google Start, Starting with... <laughs> Keep your safe search on. <laughs> okay, here I go. SP. <laughs> I'm cutting some of this out. <laughs> Why? This is funny. I'm going to go to the wiki because it'll... Yeah, wiki is not going to have any... Uh... Oh, look, it's pudding. It looks like bread pudding. Oh, I told you it's pudding, but... Oh, currants or raisins. Currants or raisins. Delicious. Okay. okay. That looks okay. even better than a sandwich. I think the spotted dicks I've seen have been not as nice as that spotted dick. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like four pages into the image search, and so far it's all pudding. I'm impressed. Safe search is not on. Suet dried fruit. Because I think most of the spotted dicks I've seen have been like more like the 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 spots are more uniformly distributed, and it's not as that that's a particularly nice looking like homemade. I think most of the ones I've seen have been like you know mass produced ones. Yeah. Anyways, they spot Dick on the camera, which is what got us into this trouble. In the conference room, (laughs) still talking to the delegates. Then they check another camera and see Dick in the office. When they check a third camera, they see Dick in a hallway. Suddenly they realize they, that he has a bunch of leviathans take his form to confuse them. Dick is everywhere. Mm, and it's spotted. Well, they've spotted him. I, I spotted him. Occasionally it's spotted. <laughs> That's why Dick has cream. <laughs> <laughs> you showed me the picture. <laughs> it's clotted cream. Is it, not, is it non-dairy cream? No, it's clotted. clotted oh, cream. lovely. Yes, it's delicious. I can just... Clotted cream for your spotted dick. 
get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> you should get that checked out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because we're 12. Yes, I am. <laughs> All of a sudden, Louise arrives in a pickup truck, and Sam recalls that she's the maid at the hotel that they stayed at near the Alpha Vampire's lair. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, that... Well, she was in a maid's outfit. That helps. Uh, well, it, it, yeah, but I don't think I would make that connection. Yeah. He figures that it's Bobby and goes after him. Bobby tries to kill Sam by choking him, but sees his reflection in a window and stops himself. He disappears, and the brothers take Louise to a hospital. Back at Rufus's cabin. Is it, is it really Rufus's cabin? Is this headquarters so close to Rufus's cabin they can just go back and forth like in a second like that? Do we know really where we are? Well, they say it's it's Supercorp. It's not Dick Roman Enterprises, so it's not that headquarters that he was at. You know, with well, there Charlie's was one episode. in Iowa, so maybe it's not that far. Well, where's you know, Rufus's cabin? Little... Is in Montana. All right, he totally blew that out of the water. I don't. I don't know where Supercorp headquarters is. I guess I thought it was in Iowa. Yeah. It would make sense with corn and all. Well, okay. Uh, the Supernatural Wiki will tell us. Recently closed. This episode. Yes, it tells, It usually tells where things are I'm set. I'm not going to have any more wine, though. The only location listed is Rufus's Cabin, Whitefish, Montana. Whitefish is way far out there, too. Yeah, I know. It would have to... I mean, That's Su- way Su- west. It doesn't say where Supercorp headquarters is, but it would have to be, like, Idaho or something like that. Was Kaz involved? In taking them back to Rufus's Cabin? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He was said he couldn't be involved initially there. I don't know. But the hedgehog's home. Is taxiing really involvement? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed it is. Supernatural <laughs> poof, poof taxiing? Poof taxiing. Back at Rufus's cabin, Meg criticizes them for not taking care of Dick. And Sam explains, ex- explains that more leviathans morphed into Dick's form in order to protect the original. Cass once again says he can't help them. And Dean gets angry at him, telling him to clean up his mess. Cass teleports away, then comes back with a game of Twister. I really love... Sorry, I have a yeah, comment yeah. about that. I really love that moment there where Cass is like completely, you know, batty, crazy facade drops for a second. And you see that there is still some sanity in him. And he's like, I can't... Last time I tried to help, I screwed everything up, and it was really, really bad. So I'm just being crazy right now. Yeah, he's kind of admitting that it's easier to be crazy than to, to take responsibility or to, to try to, to do the big things. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really like that character moment. Meg points out that since Cass was the Leviathan's original vessel, he can tell which one of them is the real fake Dick Roman. That night, Bobby reappears and requests that they burn his flask to prevent him from becoming a vengeful spirit. The boys oblige, and Bobby moves on. Bye-bye. Finally. <laughs> Later, Dean finally convinces Cass to accompany them and tell him the plan. Dean also alludes to Castiel that he has forgiven him for all that he did. The following day, the plan begins. They drive through a Supercorp sign to call attention to themselves. But they don't, because it's Meg, acting as a distraction. While the other others attempt to infiltrate the building, Sam gets split up from Dean and finds Kevin, who informs Sam they must blow up the laboratory containing the creamer. 
so dumb. That didn't even work out well. You were, I was totally expecting that science geek to work that out. He didn't even pull out a Bunsen burner. Yeah, they didn't blow up anything. He just they, Nothing. Cat, uh, Crowley came in and... Totally blew my expectations. Yeah. Well, they, well they, they blew up Dick. I don't know if that nah, counts. No, you need a lab explosion. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, he blew, he blew up in the lab. Yeah, he didn't mm, blow up. No, no, there was not a lab explosion. It's a problem. Okay. For- Dean and Cass find the real dick who thanks Cass for getting him out of purgatory and then throws him across the room. Dean stabs Dick in the chest, but he's not affected by it. Dick taunts them only to have Castiel pull his head back so Dean can stab through his head with the real weapon. Just as Sam and Kevin arrive... Dick starts to pulsate an aura around him as he dies with a loud explosion of black goo. Dick is gone, only to reveal that Dean and Cass have disappeared as well. Crowley and two demons appear and take Kevin, leaving Sam entirely alone. Elsewhere, Dean and Cass find themselves in a dense, dark forest. Cass tells Dean they are in purgatory before promptly disappearing while Dean stands surrounded by glowing eyes. End of season. Break. Such a weird ending. Yeah, I know. So odd. Hey, do you think someone won this episode? No. Yes. Sam, because right. he didn't get sucked into purgatory. I can go with all that. Right, that's Sam's, fair. Sam's still walking the earth. <laughs> He might be yeah, I'll go all Sam. alone and, and, and feel... Well, I think that because he's all alone, that's a losing situation. And then Dean's in the losing situation because of the glowy eyes. Right, so you're going neither. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm going to say neither. I'll pick Sam. All right, so that means Sam wins. All right, well, we'll get Man. back to... Uh, we'll, we'll get back to the full stats on the rest of the, se- the whole season, right, later on? Sure, sure. Uh, why not? We'll tease that. We'll tease that. Uh, we can quote things. What? Uh, yeah, I only wrote one down. Please, accept this sandwich as a gesture of solidarity. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Bottom of the ninth and you're the only guy left on the bench. Sorry, but I'd rather have you, cursed or not. And anyway, nut up, all right? We're all cursed. I seem like good luck to you. Well, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I detect a note of forgiveness. I like that line. It's a good one. That's a good line. (laughs) I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I detect a note of forgiveness. I actually have a number of choices. I'm trying to figure out which one is my favorite. Wow. Way to go. I'm going to be really snarky and go with, uh, we need America. They're so fat. But not be- not because like I'm not taking that like literally like I I I take fatness in that in that particular statement as more of a metaphorical yeah we've got and a and a so metaphorical I, fatness yeah good stuff so fat and corrupt and ripe and ready for yeah honestly either one could work harvest yeah right. and then for a funny one I have um well Dean I've been thinking monkeys are so clever and they're sensible in that they leave the skins of the bananas that they eat is it really necessary to test cosmetics on them how important Which is actually is not funny at all <laughs> poor monkeys how important is lipstick to you dean yeah 
Not very, when you put it like that. <laughs> Anybody have any more quotes? Nope. I could steal them from their cages? The monkeys? <laughs> well, Simone gave us a chunk of feedback. We don't have any other feedback. Okay. And hers is very short. She says... Dean, Sammy, Cass, Meg, Bobby, Crowley, and Kevin, a.k.a. Baby Prophet, storm Supercorn and give Dick some hell. Hashtag Team Free Will. Goodbye, Dick Roman. Hello, Purgatory. Bring on Season 8. Supercorn. Thank you, Simone. Thanks, Simone. Thanks, Simone. She has a birthday coming up. Oh, dear. Ooh. In March. Just around the corner. So we can open it up to rate things. I've got a rating. Yeah, have you? I have. Have you? Would you like to share it with the class? I I would. Okay. You know, it was. Uh, I'll say I. My rating is based on the fact that I'm so glad this is over. <laughs> wow, relief rating. <laughs> it's relief rating. So I'm gonna give it um, seven. Out of ten ham sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. No, sandwiches. Sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Seven out of ten. All right. Um, I had a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was. I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it to some extent. It still felt. It felt like it was a little too little, too late to some extent. I mean, it was you know, all wrapped up in one episode at the very end. Um. And I know a little bit of it got set up in the previous episode, that kind of thing. And the, you know, the 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 uh, they knew they were questing for the three bloods and all that. But uh, but uh, I I like the the pacing of it in general. Anyway, even though it was it did feel a little hasty. Um, and I'm a little skeptical on the whole. Oh, you get rid of Dick Roman, they're all just going to be floundering around. You can take care of all the rest of them easy. Yeah. I mean, I know that's Crowley summering things up in a in a way that you know. Self-serving, you know. You gotta I, wrap it up somehow. Well, Crowley is like, you know, I got, I got what I wanted. You deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he can say that it's all easy peasy to do the rest, but it's, it might not be that easy. No. Uh, that all said, I think, uh, I think I'll go ahead and give it a seven point five out of ten hog nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the episode did feel a little anticlimactic to me. Um, and it was especially weird that like, like Bobby didn't have a hand in the way things ended. Like they just, you know, they put the flask in the fire and he, and he, and he, and he went away and it's like, oh, well, I guess, I guess that's it then. Um, and then like Kevin didn't really get to do anything either, um, so yeah, I just like I feel I feel like like not a, like not enough really big happened. I mean, yeah, like it was a weird, it was a cliffhanger. It was a really weird cliffhanger to leave us on, you know, with Dean in Purgatory with Crowley. But that almost feels like one of those things that like they're gonna just they're gonna they're probably gonna like wrap that up yeah, pretty, quickly that over pretty quickly in the in like the yeah the beginning the beginning of the. At the of the next season because they they tend to do that a lot yep. where they're like here's this big thing that happened and two episodes later in the next season we're we're done with it but anyway 
Yeah, I'm a, so I'm going to give this one seven out of ten organic sandwiches. Um, I thought it was also anticlimactic, and it does seem kind of weird that like Bobby didn't really serve any purpose. Like, why was he brought back if he wasn't going to actually do anything? I don't know. I thought it was weird, so I'm going to give it a six out of ten trips to purgatory. Okay. Okay. I, I took some slightly different things away from from it than uh, you guys did. Um, I actually, I didn't, I've seen it several times before, so I didn't expect to like it all that much. Maybe I'm just in a good mood, but um, I, I actually thought it did a pretty good job of sort of bridging, um, sort of cleaning up the mess from season six and setting up season eight. Um it made sure that all of the, the threads that were in play were at least present, if not tied off. Um, I, I agree that, you know, Bobby being there seemed kind of pointless and it has been all along. And I think maybe that was the point is him realizing that, uh, that he is no longer supposed to be here and it, and sort of all of them finally accepting that. And, uh, and so I, I really, I liked the sort of underplayed final farewell to Bobby, where, where, you know, all of this grief has been grieved before, and now we're just kind of officially moving on. Um, and Kevin, you know, he was there, but he's sort of been a pawn so far. He's just been sort of tossed back and forth between the most powerful players. Um, but, you know, he was there, the tablets... Um, we're sort of there in, you know, Kevin, that's what he's for. Um, and Cass's insanity and the whole Leviathan thread being wrapped up. Like, this season had a lot of challenges and uh, a lot of setup to do. And I, I think it did a pretty decent job of doing that. Um, I also noted earlier when we were sort of between episodes that... Uh, the season is the, it really sort of felt like, I was trying to think about the season as a whole, and it kind of felt like um, Sam and Dean were just sort of caught up in these bigger events that uh, did not feature them as the, you know, center of fate, in, in which, like, the, the fate of the universe revolves around them. It's more like they're... Um, they're just kind of trying to keep up with the monsters again. And it's the season definitely has some weaknesses, but it's a lot more coherent than season six. Uh, and um, I liked it better than season six. And I like this episode in particular. So I'm going to give it um, eight out of 10 <laughs> fanfics about naked cast covered in bees, because you guys have no idea. <laughs> You don't even want to know. <laughs> there are some and things we are not. Missing. I am. I am happy about that. Yes, that works out for me. Ignorance is bliss. So far. So, if y'all would like to know what you thought of the, well, go ahead and go ahead and give us the average. In general, give us the average for the episode. Seven point one. All right, that's pretty good. It's actually very pretty good, good. for this Quite season. Good. All right. Yeah. And how does the season look? 
the, the season's looking a little rough. Um, I'm oh. still running those numbers. Vamp, someone vamp. Sure. Well, I mean, did you did you have the did you have the the sum total on the uh, who wins who loses? What happened there, or is that still? Do 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 do. I'm still still running them numbers. She's still dug. Sorry. Keep vamping. Da, 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 so, uh, da, 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 do you think do you think that the uh, summary that that the, uh, the 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 finalization of the plan and actually defeating Dick was that something that would have been a negative to Bobby if he had continued on if they had left left the left off burning the flask until after the mission was over, or do you think he might have jeopardized things? Or are they I worried think about it that? Might have jeopardized. Yeah, given given rational. given that you know the way he the way he was behaving. Like I think, I think uh, you know, ha- sending him off before they went into battle was probably the best move. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just bum- it just bums me out that Bobby, the character, didn't didn't get to you know sort of go down in a blaze of glory or, or anything right, like that. Right. He just kind of well, Yeah. He sort of really did. He just did before he was ready to, and that that's sort of what the whole ghost storyline was about. Like. He died a hero's death, but he went out before he was ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he wasn't able to finish the job he wanted to get done. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, well, uh, if it finishes crushing, crunching some numbers, I should also say that uh, that a couple of days prior to the release of this episode, we dropped the uh, the guest sign up list. And while it's possible that a couple of the Plum episodes have been signed up for already, you should go over to our Facebook page and uh, check under... Oh, there'll be a post pretty high up there anyway, but you can check yeah. under the files and see if there's anything you want to sign up for Scoop as a guest host. all the episodes you can bother. <laughs> but that hasn't actually happened yet in real time, right? It hasn't happened in real time, but uh, on the... Uh, okay. <laughs> it will by the time this is... When you... I believe... When you listen, by the time you're hearing this, you can uh, you can go uh, request an episode. Yeah, by the time you're hearing this, it's already dropped. So, yeah. But I. All right, y'all. Okay. Let me tell you some stuff. Okay, let's hear some stuff. We're, we're we're listening. Overall winner for this season is nobody. Uh-huh. Uh, we had more ties and neither's than anyone else. Uh, Dean came in second, and then Sam was last. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, that's because of the bad hair. Still. Um, <laughs> John, your overall rating for this entire season was a 7.23. That makes high. sense. Uh, yeah. yeah. Paul, your overall rating was a 6.86. It's hmm. a little bit lower there. Darcy, your overall rating was a 5.59. So pretty much in the middle. Annie, yours was a 7.09. Uh, and mine was a 4.89. Our guest's overall rating for this season was a 7. And everybody's overall rating was a 6.27. Right. So, kind of a middling season. Worse than last season. It may be the worst of all. Let me, I'm just scooching back into time. Yeah, this is our worst season yet. Yay! At least I think that's know. about right. That's that might be the low point. We hope it could be. It could be that this is a this is the end of a valley. You can always hope, right? That's that's what we ought to hope. There's a lot of episodes left. Yeah, it's got to get better from here. You know my opinion. Spoilers. Well, all, otherwise these folks wouldn't be hanging out with us. So. 
<laughs> yeah, it seems like somebody would have given up at some point. Yeah. I mean, I, you guys, you, I mean, you guys don't seem like quitters per se, but, you know, you definitely, uh, you definitely have uh, qualities that, that I like. So I'm going to follow you. Okay, I'm not sure what it, where that all. I'm sure what the sum total of all of that <laughs> was, but uh, Sorry. down the rabbit hole, all right. the all the way down. <laughs> That's right. I'm following them. Well, if we feel like we've uh, summarized our data and everything, we could probably ask John what our next homework assignment is. Next assignment will be going into season eight with a mini cluster to start off with for the first two episodes season eight episodes one and two which are titled we need to talk about kevin and what's up tiger mommy wow both of those sound kevin chan centric both of them to me interesting so there you go well all right that sounds that sounds like kevin and kevin on both both counts really i mean obviously kevin's title it mentioned in the title of the first but tiger mommy seems to imply kevin's mom too to me which if that's true that means some more lauren tom so yay all right well uh i think uh for the for this episode we'll say uh, uh that's all for now and uh for to all our listeners happy hunting yep. happy hunting yeah, thanks everybody everyone. Hey, listeners. We are sad to announce that John Pavlich has decided he needs to take a break from podcasting and will no longer be able to join us each week for episodes of Vidgetcast. All of us here wish him well, and hopefully we may still hear from him from time to time. Thank you so much for being instrumental in getting the revival of Vidgetcast rolling, John. You will be missed. You've been listening to Idgitcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is IdgitCastPodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at BorrowedTrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones, who you can find out all about at I'mTheWonderBand.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at JackMangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from QuadrupleZ.com. And now Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movie has all the best people and who is the worst. Yvette will tell you all about it at MoviesOfOurLifetime.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at CastleCast.net and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash sofadogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. 
Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. <laughs> <laughs>